Hello, 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 my friends. Hello, it's a happy day. I'm sing our way. Hello, hi, hi, hi. We've lots to do, and we'd like you to join us. Wow. So come along and join us for a treat. Friends of ours, we know. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, some friends of ours. Mm-hmm. No, no more. Oh, you missed my song. No, no, you don't get to do it again. <laughs> Absolutely not. What song? No, no, you're not allowed to ask. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Was that the song? Yeah, no. that's the song. And she kept going. It went on and on and on. Russian banks turned to China amid sanctions. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Dennis hits us with a, with a news feed. <laughs> No. They don't need it, man. They're, they're, they're all crypto, man. They don't need their money. It's all fake. Oh. They're selling oil to the entire world. Like, they don't need money. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. It's all fake. No, well, they're selling money. They're selling oil to the entire world in U.S. dollars. Yeah, but um, actually... They bounced to cryptocurrency, and they're going to start doing that. They don't. They, the sanctions are stupid. Yeah, because... They're not hitting them anywhere where it's going to hurt them, like with this, which is the oil. Like, it's, I, I, it's all fake. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, too, is like they put the sanctions and Putin said, OK, or we're going to pay our debt or pay our debt in rubles. In a rubles. That's a that's a movie. Quote. Oh, please. That's, that's a movie. White Nights. White Nights. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't remember it, though. White Nights. What's that? Yeah, it's what? The- that dancing movie? Yeah. With Barishnikov. What was his name? Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's right. But crashes over. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jay, he, he, he shows up again. Oh my god! <laughs> so what has everybody been up to? Yeah, I pulled a muscle. Mm. Oh what? What did you do? Like in my my one of my uh, side muscles got coughed. Oh god! Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah. What? That's what getting old will do for you. <laughs> Yeah, I coughed oh and pulled gosh. them. Off. It was embarrassing. I mean, were you coughing? No, I mean, it wasn't. That was the final straw. I mean, it wasn't just coughing. What pulled it, though, what pushed it over the edge was a cough, yes. So, you know, I was, I'm working in Mojave, and one of the GAs was on crutches today. So I guess he went like skiing at Mammoth oh, and apparently hit a rock and shattered his knee. Oh, oh. No. But. The other crazy thing is that the president wasn't there today. And so when we had our little ops meeting, our ops office, kind of the ops manager, I guess, who runs the ops meeting was like, yeah, JB is not here today. And so I knew he would, he had gone to uh, the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. to hike down the Bright Angel Trail. They really didn't, he really didn't want to say what happened, you know, but he kind of had a smirk on his face and apparently like when he was down in the canyon, I still don't know what all the details are, but something happened and he was literally being flown out, like airlifted out today. Oh my gosh. But it was something about broken, like he fell. And again, I no details are provided, but I don't know. And he had even told me, he's like, yeah, this is our tradition we have with these guys. And we hiked down all the booze. Like he had said that last week. It's like, oh. yeah, we... We had 
So, so now I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, dude, they went down there and they were probably hammered and he was probably horsing around or something like that. Oh man. And I don't know, man, he has down there has broken ribs or something like that. So now it's like, okay, well, this is why it's the embarrassing thing. It's like, okay, what kind of cover story are we going to have? And this place is like the comedy of errors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, you know, my friend Cammie. She shattered her leg and her wrist. So she was moving stuff. And I mean, somehow her foot came out from under her. She slammed down on her wrist, but her leg came up like in a full split kind what? of. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Enough. Why are we talking about this? Because <laughs> you, you said you per- pulled a muscle. I'm not talking about shattering bones, you know, like a pull a muscle. Like, gross. I don't want to hear about somebody's like full split break. <laughs> she broke in half. Jay just fell out. Yeah. He shattered <clears throat> his knee. <laughs> split split his legs split. in half into the split. So Jay, we're talking about when when we were young, that house up on the hill that they put all the trailers around. Yeah. That big. We would tell or Dennis would tell us stories about that house. And who would you have said that you went up there with? Oh, I don't to, know. I mean, and, like I said, I can't remember specifically, but I do know I was probably yes with a very active imagination telling a bunch of stories to rile you guys up you know it's like oh <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember what they were specifically oh, but you oh, know yes. probably to try to scare you guys oh, or something right. like were, that which, like, which triggers me i just gotta know. i just gotta put this in it triggers me because on the car ride home today from school van opens up with well you know russia's about to uh, invade ukraine and i'm thinking okay he's gonna download whatever he heard from school right and then he goes and Ivy's in the back seat, and he goes, and they're fixing to bomb Fort Myers, Florida, because they're sick of this place, and it's going to blow everybody to bits, and we're all going to die. Right? Oh, so, gosh. so I like get so mad because honestly, I remember Dennis telling stories like that and being scared crapless. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like literally <laughs> believing everything that came out of your oh, mouth, no. Dennis. And so I like just reverted back to eight years old immediately, you know, and I like jumped ugly on him. Like, Ivy's in the car. You you can't talk like that. And bless Van's heart because he was just making a joke. But uh, like, <laughs> don't scare Ivy. What does he not like Fort Myers or something? No, he was just doing what Dennis uh, did. He was riling Ivy up, trying to terrify her. It runs in the family. Oh, thanks, yeah. thanks, Dennis. <laughs> what do you think oh. you went up there with that? What was that guy's name? He was kind of fat, uh, Chris or something. Oh, probably, yeah, Chris. <laughs> or, you go up there with him or Matt Brand. You know, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, when Matt Brand come come over to visit, we'd get it. You know, it's like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to spin some story about how you know we went up there and got strung up by the wicked witch or something like that we barely escaped with our lives yes and you had all these details and here was the funny story and i don't remember the details but they were creepy but so we go you know we would go down and visit miss white and bother her basically so we tell her the story and we're like that house on the hill and we tell all this stuff about it and she's like that's my mother (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you remember that we yeah were like wait what those those aren't true that's my mother 
Actually, I do vaguely remember that because then after we did find out it was her mother, then it was like, oh, well, I guess I can't make up any stories (laughs) about some. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of the Whites, like one time, you know, you knew that somebody was home if Mr. White was home because the car was there. So, but you didn't always know because Miss Miss White was mostly there, but the car didn't have to be there. So one time, and that Jay, you might have been with me, but I knocked on the door, and they didn't come to the door. So I just kept knocking because I knew because I was the car the car was there and I knew they were there. And I remember thinking like, why aren't they coming to the door? I I know you're in there, you know. Well, Mr. White finally came to the door and he was like, and I mean I probably persistently knocked for five minutes. And he was like, I've got a headache and my wife doesn't feel good. Okay, Beck, what? This is one of your, this is one of where you, your perception of the story is different than what happened because that was, you were with, but it was me and Shannon and you. I was taking Shannon to meet them. I was like, oh, you've got to meet Mrs. White. So we go down there and we knock, 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 knock. Yes. And then he comes to the door and he says, Mrs. White has a headache. Okay. And she's, and then we never went back. Okay. After that. Yeah. There you go. We thought he was the meanest person ever. Oh, yeah. Because he was. Yeah. But then (laughs) later I saw him as an adult and he was like super, super nice and was like, Miss White used to love for you all to come. Oh, but you know what? Well, I think. That she probably said because she sat there all day long. Yeah. Like I was just thinking about that, like the quintessential like 1960 housewife. Yeah. Because remember, she was always in a dress and her hair was always coiffed. And then you would go in and her house was absolutely spotless. Yeah. And it's like you're here in the middle of nowhere all alone and your husband takes the car because there was only one car. One car. Right. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Jane? I mean, it's hardly in the middle of nowhere. Like literally, you're like a quarter mile away from town. <laughs> okay, but what I'm saying when you don't have a car, when you don't, don't have, have a car, car you're in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. You think about it because back then, okay, so there was the grocery store out there, but there wasn't much around, you know. That had to have been two miles away. And for walking, that's a long, right? Food City would have been a couple miles, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're two miles away from the thriving metropolis of Elizabethan. (laughs) Right. Right. When you don't have a car, you might as well be be 50 miles away. Right. Speaking of tobacco. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Remember. Oh, gosh. Remember when... This is, this, well, no, this oh, is gosh. before, this yeah. is before the Smoky, actually, well, it, maybe it was part of the Smoking Kids Club, but I think it was before then, and this is back in the day when you could, a kid could go and buy cigarettes, yes. and so Dennis, we were home alone, which is <gasps> an intro, no, we were at Grandma's alone, the four of us, which is a funny kind of little detail of the story because Jay was probably four years old. Uh, So Dennis, you would have been what? 10? Yeah, it was about probably 10. 10, 11. 10, 7, 11, maybe 11, 8, 5, and 4. How many kids were there? 
Yeah, that's, that's five. You just no, said well, like no, I said no. I'm <laughs> just four, six, eight, ten. Four, I'm, six, eight, ten okay, was we'll closest say four, to four, six, eight, ten. Okay. Well, there was whatever. Five, seven, nine, eleven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In our family. <laughs> and so Dennis decides that we're going to walk from Grandma's down to. It was a giant. It was a giant. Anyway, because he's going to go get cigarettes. We walk down. We get all the way to the old bridge. And so Jay, of course, is four years old, and he was like, I can't go anymore. <laughs> and so he... That's we, why we stopped. That's, yeah, Jay couldn't, couldn't walk anymore, and so Dennis is like, stay here, <laughs> and he's going to walk on to get his cigarettes. So anyway, he goes off. Well, I mean, we sit there, we sit there, and, and this woman comes by and sees us and is like, what are you kids doing here? And we're like, we're waiting for our brother. And she was like, I should take you home. So we get in the car with her. <laughs> this is going to be so bad. But we get in the car with her and she does legit take us home. I mean, she was a kind person. Um, this was pre-internet. You could trust people then. But um, but anyway, yeah, so she, she takes us home. And I feel like when we got home, somebody was there. An adult was there. Could have been. No, I think mom was home. Mom. I think we were just out playing. Well, no, we no, got no, the no, right no. idea. This was, I don't think the house was there yet. I think this was just grandma's. They might have been no. holding it. No, they we were been... living in the house. We were living in the house because, we wouldn't have been. Um, <clears throat> because the bright idea that I got from smoking is because the guys that, that dug out the hole before we laid the foundation for the house and they, which happened over a summer it's because their kids were smoking you know they were like i was 10 years old they were like 11 years old right they were yeah, a year older and they were they were like taking their dad's cigarettes and they're they were smoking and i'm like i want to smoke and mm. sometime later is when and i think it was probably that fall which would have been fifth grade for me so i, I probably was 10 you know or about to turn 11 yeah but dennis it doesn't make and, sense that you would have taken all of us at that young of an age like you i could see I, you saying okay dana you and i are gonna go i think we were alone i think dana's yeah we were right we were home alone for well some maybe reason. so mm -hmm. yeah because we mom were, could have been working then I yeah guess. Mm -hmm. we were definitely i mean because think alone. about when we set the when we set the or you set the field on fire we were home we were at grandma's alone oh yeah we we stayed so home we alone, were a lot. alone a lot. Yeah, yeah. remember yeah, when the dog true. got hit by the car, and yeah, we were alone. Yeah, and Billy ended dog, up coming home. None of them. The no, hit. this was the one that got hit on the. I think it was Fritz. And, it was Fritz, and yeah, his, his eye was eye out of was his full of, Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And then we and he didn't die, so you know no. he just sat there in the house for I felt like 30, 45 minutes before Billy finally came home. Uh, came not home but came to the house and then she was like then she had to deal with the dog yeah and still nobody came home i mean yeah we, we, we were, were left home a lot a lot but um but yeah so she brings us home and i don't know what we said i mean i, I don't know what excuse we were always making up stuff I just said that uh dennis said that he went to get a, his parents a pack of cigarettes we wouldn't have said that to that woman either that's what Dennis said to the person who he bought because they were like, what? Uh, and he was like, I'm buying this for my dad. And they were like, oh, okay. 
here you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for your dad. Okay. Well, then here. Here's your cigarettes. Special two packs for the prize is one. <laughs> I mean, Dennis did secure the cigarettes and brought them home. I know it is kind of it is kind of a. But what I've always been curious is like, what did you think when you got to the bridge and we were gone? Oh yeah. Like, I remember being pretty scared and probably a combination. I probably don't remember being super scared that you guys had been kidnapped or anything like that because I thought, well, maybe you just went back. I don't even remember how I got the money either. How did you get the money? I mean, we were making money, you know, at that time by... A dollar a week? Maybe, or either memorizing script. I mean, <laughs> there is no better way to spend the rewards of your memorization script. <laughs> <laughs> and, back, and, you know, back then, a, a, back then, a pack of cigarettes were probably <laughs> le, probably a dollar. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Because I remember... When I was working for McDonald's, you know, they still had the Those cigarette vending machines. Yeah. I mean, anybody could go, you know, you could, because I was buying, I was buying cigarettes through a vending machine when I was 16 years old. Yeah, that's funny. We were talking about that the other day, Mick and I, with the boys about how you go into a restaurant, everybody smokes, you know, oh, you go yeah. into a hospital, people are smoking inside but i mean i remember when when dad was sick and we would go to chili's and it was still smoking or non-smoking section mm -hmm. and like dad would get really angry when when we were because you know what was the difference between the smoking and non-smoking it was just a half wall so the person on the taylor table of the other side of the half wall was smoking and then you were there not smoking and you might as well have been sitting at the table with them right you know yeah. Yeah. And then it would, like, I, I remember getting frustrated with dad, which that's what hurts my feelings because, you know, he was sick and he couldn't handle, right? He's nauseous and stuff. Right. But I can't believe that they, they were, I can't even believe that that was happening then. But I am thankful. Like, I, I love it that you can't smoke inside because that is so stressful. Jay's like, no. <laughs> Jay's, Jay's very silent. You go and you're sitting at the bar and you and you can just walk. You walk outside to smoke, and, right, and you can like, just walk out on your yeah. Tab. You, like if you just left your tab. Of course, I mean, I guess you know. I mean, like most people aren't going to do that or whatever. And most of the people that go sit at the bar at certain places are regulars, regulars and things. Yeah. Back when I was waiting tables, if somebody walked out of the restaurant without paying, like you were on them. There was no reason to walk out with it. You know, like if a whole group of people, go, you know, like if, if you're just sitting together with somebody, oh, we're going to go outside and smoke. Nah, man, you were leaving. You had a couple people skip out on you, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It used to happen all the time in Johnson City. That's a, I can't, I, that's, it, I, that's awful. I think it only happened twice to me. They would make the people pay, but I used, I would, oh man, I would raise so much hell. They wouldn't let me, they would, they always pay for it. Yeah, no way. No, that's, that's, you, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. I would, like I would throw a fit, you know, and I'd be all like storming around and angry and stuff. And so I would like, I, so I don't think they wanted to like mess with, you know. I don't. I just think that because of a couple of people, they were like, no, you know, you this comes out of your thing, and I, I just, I immediately put up like a really super angry. Everybody should. Right. That's ridiculous. Okay. That is ridiculous. I want to deal with my anger. If you saw a dude, a waiter, dude waiter, <laughs> off running, <laughs> all the dude waiters would just go take off running. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> so, 
you know? <laughs> so we would all run outside, you know, and try to find them. And- this reminds me, and Dana, I'm probably getting it totally wrong, but I remember it this way. When Carrie said she was, like, working at a was, coffee shop. I was going to bring that up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you go ahead, because I'll probably butcher this story. Well, so she waited on these ladies at the table, and they left a track. That and said, here's a tip. Here's a tip. And it was, and so she opened it up and it was, there was no money in it. And it just said, you know, Jesus Jesus and blah, blah, blah and stuff like that. Well, she ran after him. Everyone knows Jesus doesn't tip. (laughs) Everybody knows that. So if you follow the teachings of Jesus, you're not actually supposed supposed to tip. So she ran after her and was like, you know, she just got after her and said, you know, how do you know that I'm not a Christian? And she was like, that's the kind of thing that makes people not want to be Christians. She was like, if you had put a very generous tip in there, that might be different, you know, but don't do that because that totally turns off, you know, turns people off. And by the way, I only make like $2 an hour. Yeah. She gave them the business. Yeah. I remember that. And the woman was kind of sheepish. I told this guy one time, you know, when I was delivering packages and he worked there and, um, you know, he was a Christian and stuff. Well, I, told, I made that statement. I was like, uh, Christians don't tip very well, you know? And I, and he was like, what do you mean? And he got mad, you know, he got agitated. And I said, look, ask anybody that, you know, that wait, that's waited tables. They'll tell you that Sunday morning is the worst and it's not a good thing. And Christians don't tip. And he was, he was kind of angry. Well, he came back to me a couple of days later and he was like, yeah, my daughter, he said the same thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, when I worked at Cracker Barrel, I said, this is just the way it is, man. I'm sorry. But. Yeah. When I worked at Cracker Barrel, there was this like some, I don't know what denomination convention was in town. And of course they would all come to Cracker Barrel. And so I was hostessing and like they came in after their conference was over at like 30 minutes before closing. Oh, I remember you telling And there the were story. huge parties. Like, yeah. Like Ugh. 10. And I mean, they packed the, they packed out the restaurant and then, you know, stayed and talked. And, and I was able to go home because once I sat them, they closed the doors, but the waiters and waitresses had to stay and wait on them. And of course the cooks had to stay and cook. And the next day, well, it was like two or three days of this. And the next day, the they were just, all the waiters and waitresses were just livid, like just trashing, you know, Christians and stuff like this, because they were like, they stayed, they stayed late, past, you know, just completely inconsiderate, inconsiderate. Just, yeah. And then left like very measly tips, not even 10%. You know, I mean, it wasn't, yeah. it was like pennies on the dollar or whatever, you know, and um, I I think the manager ended up the last night saying no. Oh, good for him. Yeah, because it was like, you're taking advantage of, of my staff. You can't come 15 minutes before close, you know, stay for two hours and then give them nothing. So there's a really good story here at the Metaview Convention Center. They had the Southern Baptist Convention called them and were like, we want to do our convention there. And they were like, okay. And they said, but you have to close your bar. They were like, no. They said, well, if we were in every hotel room out, will you close the bar? And they were like, yeah, fuck yeah, we'll close it. So they did their record liquor sales in that weekend. (laughs) Oh, my God. Through room 
service. Yep, that's a true story. My gosh. Oh, that's too funny. I love it. I love that. Yep. Wow. But the bar was closed, so that's good news. Yeah. All you got to do is just hide it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and no, and it was cheaper because then they didn't have to tip the bartender, so screw you. But you have to tip, well, you're supposed to tip the yeah, no. The room service people. Yeah, probably not. They're pretty well, I'm Christians, sure they did it. Well, <laughs> that's true. Here's a tip. Hey, did they, were the uh, uh, hooker cells up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they tipped them. I mean, definitely, no la- it's definitely a sin to tip a hooker. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> yeah, which, which it's funny because um, Elias and Ethan have been listening to a bunch of deliverance preachers and so i heard this preacher um ta- interviewing some guy and all of a sudden i hear the name bob larson Bob Larson. Like, I yes really yes i was like what did, did he say bob larson he's oh. like yeah talk back so, with bob larson yeah talk back with bob larson and i was like but oh, it's my true gosh, they were larson. always it was always demonic related topics oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. we were fascinated Oh, yeah. The Ouija board. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. You know, we were kind of, quote unquote, protected from everybody, (laughs) you know, (laughs) isolated and all that. And then I just don't like, I don't understand how you introduce such horrifying, terribly terrible, like, oh, demons will get you, you know, like, I just remember being so young and being so terrified of the demonic realm. Why does that need to be introduced? Because of the philosophy of fear? Yeah, well, probably. What do you mean? Because, like, as a parent, like, why, why would you... Well, I mean, it's sh- kind of fear-based. It's definitely fear-based. But it's not age-appropriate. Like, why would you let, uh, just in general, like, uh, those freaking left-behind movies? Well, how, do, how else do you propagate the system of belief? If, it's, if a system of belief is, propag- is, you know, a fear-based system of belief is propagated, I mean, you're going to do that in an early age. I mean, I guess. I guess that's what it was question is well i get your point i mean it's like okay yeah you could probably i mean you're, I you're your, it, it, yeah it you're would, it would go into a, a big philosophical discussion but when you start propagating a, a system you know I mean, there's obviously it's a it's a spectrum of you know how much you get it exposed to it well and i mean parenting a, a large part of it is you control with fear like you know, don't get out of my sight because somebody could steal you. You know, I mean, there's kidnappers out there. And yeah, well, I guess don't I ever get in. I just didn't approach it that way. The, the don't get out of my sight because there's people out there to take you wasn't part of the lesson. And if it was, we sure didn't learn it. Yeah, exactly. Because we were <laughs> off to get cigarettes. Yeah. Right? And we were like, oh, sure, we'll get in your car. Yeah. So this wasn't this wasn't one of the things that was being presented. Demonic possession definitely was. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I mean, instead of just trying to like help uh, quell the fear, you know, it was just like, yes, definitely. Satan will steal your soul and send you to hell and you're screwed. That was a song. That was a DC talk song. You get left behind. That's the only line I know. That it's like your parents from whatever the belief system is that you know, you could say it was, you know, extreme, I suppose, that it was presented, but it was clearly, I assess it as, you know, we were raised under a belief, you're in the world, but not of it. 
that is probably one extreme of a Christian belief system. You know, I think not everybody that is raised in a Christian environment goes to that extreme for whatever reason. But I think a lot of it, too, is probably that system is is also fostered more in ones that are more impoverished type of things. You know, you probably, because it's like you're coping with life, and when you're coping with a more impoverished, your escape mechanism is that, well, you know, things may be bad here, but it's better somewhere else or, you know, that type of thing. You know, I mean, I didn't really mind that lesson too much, actually, because there's a lot of like with that for me now. What do you mean? Well, just like, because the world doesn't make a lot of sense. And so for me, it's like, that's what where... that you're in the world and not of it, or that you should teach your children about demons. Well, no, not that you should teach. Your <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I plan on having a very, very, in, very intense years of very intense demonic training if i ever decide if you ever have kids oh very much yeah i mean i've got i have the christmas planned out i mean it's gonna start really they're still in the womb (laughs) (laughs) no i'm talking about the idea of of, you know not being a girl like living in you know like well i take like social media and stuff like that like not getting involved in that kind of thing because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. That's a, that, that lesson is actually one that I sort of attached to in a way and, and not, you know, I mean, kind of having a, having an idea of looking back yeah. look in because a lot of what goes on in Western society is, doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And like it or not, regardless of whether or not it was dad's, what dad's view of being set apart was, I feel very set apart and yeah. not in a good way. Not in like some, I'm a, I'm God's gift to the earth that I'm here to give everybody, but just set apart. Like I fit nowhere. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, it, it, how the question is, is how healthy is isolationism? Awful. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just terrible. And that's. Oh, well, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not, it's not necessarily an isolation thing because you can still still maneuver in in and around you know i mean i can my community meet a lot of people making a lot of friends without having to buy into something that is coming through the internet or the whole internet thing or the social media thing which that doesn't make any sense to me so it's only an isolation system because everybody what's trying to be pushed on people is that oh you need to be in this virtual internet world that that to me is complete stupidity and well and and very isolating because you're living through a computer not through not with interpersonal contact much worse system of isolation than existing in the natural world that you're being presented with it's kind of funny though uh, to your point Beck, about being isolated and feeling like you're you're saying you feel like you're on the outside always Um, yeah yeah, you know, I went to this birthday party of Jaden's um, on Saturday. She's 16. So Ethan came because, of course, they're friends. And, you know, there's all these teenagers sitting there around the table on the phone, on their phones. And so, but Ethan's going around. He's playing with all the little kids, you know. You know, Aubrey and Everly love him and 
he's messing with them and then some of the other little kids that were there and then he's going around and talking to the adults you know and he goes to sit down with the teenagers because you know he's like I'm gonna go over there and get them off their phones well no you're not because they're attacked you know I mean yeah. he, he went over there and he sat and like the only time he was silent was with the teenagers mm. because there was no engagement you know yeah um so then he ended up coming over to the table with me and was like talking to everybody and you know and then going off to play with the kids and this that and the other and, and funny because everybody comments on the fact that he's so engaging you know and yeah. how different he is from most people his age and that is true you know and I think it was the same way with us the for sure yeah. people had the same reaction to us because because you're following a different path you know or your parents are following a different path you know you're not in the mainstream and I don't think that that's bad necessarily because I'm like I'm looking at you know as a I mean I guess as an adult maybe a kid doesn't think this way but I'm looking at it and being like you're little robots you know I mean you have no personalities you live in your phone you don't do anything you know I mean for, for whatever I mean we were pretty you know we did skits we made movies we you know well it's like you talking on the your your podcast with Courtney about our family always having conversations yeah as opposed to all getting together and sitting in front of a a square that flashes images yeah and there's absolutely no interaction and I'm like that's not that's not connection that's not communication That's just, oh, we all gathered here and are watching other people live life out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, I definitely think it's a product of that. I think the only reason I do that is because of, you know, that idea of of the world, you know, and that's, I mean, yes, there were times when it was difficult. I will say that a lot, you know, like there were times growing up, I did feel, you know, very much isolated. I didn't have any any interaction well in all of these different groups of people all of these these different ages you know age ranges or whatever and and then that's carried over into this period where now you know anywhere that i go because i'm not because world i can make these you know i can make connections with all these things because i'm not i'm not constantly in my phone i'm not constantly online i'm not constantly worrying about these things or Caring about, you know, whatever's coming through the the Oculus, and it's you know, and there's like there's all this inner like inner like a lot of this inner conflict. Like this group is like, oh, these people and this, you know, yeah, there that that doesn't that you know, I'm I can I can slip around that because I'm not I think, and that's because of that idea. I think yeah, I think for for me though like I'm so sensitive like I feel everyone's energy so like I think for me it's hard I can't slip in and out because I'm just sort of bombarded by all the underlying conflict do you you know what I'm saying well yeah I mean that's and that's I mean that's part of being you know an empath or whatever but 
I mean, and that's one of the things that you also learn to navigate around, you know, because you've got to, you know, being able to shed that, you know, protect yourself from that, from other people's like stuff, because that, you know, like in, in this, in this society, I don't, I think people are blasting that out because they are so isolated with the internet. They are so isolated with social media that that's coming off of them even heavier than what it would normally be. Yeah. You know, I, j- give me, give me a second. I just need to post this because this is good stuff. <laughs> Shut up, Dana. Real quick. I need to Insta chat this. Yeah. <laughs> Snapgram, Snapgram. Uh, give me a sec. <laughs> you know, because people aren't, aren't having this true outlet for it, for that. It's, it's like bleeding off of them, you know, yeah. in much more heavier heavier ways than it would normally be so i mean i i can see how it's easy to get sucked into that but i mean that's also about learning how to protect yourself in it yeah yeah because you have that's true you have to guard against that you know but it's also hard to to like like discern what's my energy and what's other people's energy here let me just just hear something bizarre you know jeff's mom came over right this you're gonna just laugh about this, but she is a closet eater, right? So she like she'll go and hide and eat. And the whole time she was here, I was freaking closet eating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <freaking> closet eat. <laughs> that, that did make me laugh. Oh shit. I mean, can you believe that shit? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> She no. left and I was fine. Go get in the I... closet with her and eat with her. In the <laughs> she's, she's so bizarre. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? Oh, that is so weird. Oh, and I was funny. watching myself do it. And I was like, what, uh, what am I doing? You know? See, that's the thing that you t- you could discern that. Like, that's what I mean. Like, this is not normal behavior. That was obvious, though, Jay. Right. Like, I don't closet eat, right? Like, right. But I mean, that's it. Might not be there at the beginning, but I mean, you pretty much start. You know, like you can start to discern. Like, okay, like if I'm not anxious all the time, and suddenly I start feeling anxious, I know I'm picking up on something else. Yeah. So it's bad that I'm in my closet eating um, candy <laughs> I mean, bars right now. Yeah. Is that bad? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just hear oh, dear. Closet I'm gonna look around for Glenda, and I'm doing. <laughs> keep talking if we want but i also have to like feed the kids (laughs) oh has ivy hasn't started throwing food at you yet (laughs) no no she hasn't (laughs) thrown any feed me it is dinner time (laughs) well i mean throwing food in her own mouth (laughs) food there to throw at you like doesn't that mean she can eat it (laughs) when she was when she was little i was not putting her to bed so she went and got her pajamas i think dana was she was like a year and a half she was so small she got her diaper in her pajamas and threw them at me (laughs) (laughs) put me to bed put me to bed yeah (laughs) (laughs) everybody later all right all right Bye. Bye. bye bye